Hello again, and welcome to the Luke Miller Podcast. I'm glad that you're able to join us again this week as uh, we've been going through and just started a new series looking at Romans chapter 14, something that I think is going to be fairly relevant in our lives these days as we find ourselves constantly in conflict with all sorts of people and areas in our life. And and the question that we started to even ask this week is, how can I actually disagree without being disagreeable, right? And that's not just saying that I love peace and, and I just want to be happy. It's saying we're able to have different opinions and we're able to disagree. And and uh, as we looked at it, uh, we've, we were taking a look at Romans chapter 14, a great passage on on all of this. Which uh, which really gives us the the context for for where we go uh, further further along in this series, right? We just took a look at at the first eight verses of of Romans, and and we realize that there are are several different things which the Bible addresses when it comes to conflict or uh, being disagreeable. And, and the sooner we're able to realize that uh, the Bible, uh, it, it tells us, A, what is right, B, what is wrong, and then there's that separate category, which is which is preference and freedom. And, and we talked a bit about that last week because it's so easy for us to get caught up in... Uh, in the freedom and our own personal preferences component of it, as opposed to the what is right and what is wrong. The sooner we're able to realize that other people can have personal preferences and and believe can believe a few different things, and the sooner we're able to actually become more agreeable. Where it runs into conflict is when we think that certain freedoms are actually what the Bible says is right and what the Bible says is wrong. Uh, a good, and the example that we used last week, of course, was something very relevant, something, let's just say, like masks, right? The Bible doesn't say anything in the Bible where you have to, you must wear a mask in case of a pandemic. You're just not going to find that, right? But it also doesn't say the, the opposite of that. That is that freedom and that is that preference. Uh, however, uh, neglecting to gather together is an area where the Bible is very clear that we need to not neglect gathering together in person. And so if it means that we have to change our preferences in order to follow biblical mandate, which is gathering together, then that's what we do. And and that's just using something that I think is very relevant in the, the world with masks. But uh, but that can be used for absolutely everything. And as we go through Romans 14, we're going to take some time and, and look at like dis- uh, disagreeing with one another like we did last week. And we'll look at it today again, uh, overcoming uh, judgmental, like having a judgmental spirit uh, and what it means to overcome that because it's very easy for us to judge uh, what what it looks like when we deal with diversity and, and what at the end we should do when we build others up and, and taking a look at this as we go through the entire chapter of, 
of Romans, and it's divided very nicely for us, which was very nice of Paul to do. Uh, But we're continuing on in Romans chapter 14 and verses 1 through 8. And and to summarize what we looked at last week is uh, to be a community of unity, we need to be able to choose, change a few things in our lives. And one is potentially lose that arrogant attitude if we've got that, right? Uh, and, and the history of what was happening in, in this verse, right? And uh, in, in these verses of a dispute over what food they should eat. Uh, maybe that was the Romans version of what color the sanctuary should be or what color chairs should be in the church or what style of music it should be, right? Um, and, and as we start to move away from our arrogant self, we're able to actually live focused on, on God. Uh, when we lose our, our own attitudes, we accept those from which God has accepted, Right uh, and and live for for the Lord and so so as we go from here, I wanted to continue with this uh, and and focus on some principles that can hopefully guide us along as we as we deal with this because there is no doubt in my mind that we are going to be dealing with disagreements between one another and we are going to have arrogance slip into our lives at times and we are going to find conflict happening and we're going to have to deal with diversity and we're going to have to to deal with those judgmental spirits in our lives so how do we how do we go forward uh and and really be able to disagree without being disagreeable is kind of the best way to put it so continuing along our our passage and what we've we've taken a look so far um is is what Paul is talking about. Do we just agree with everyone? No, that's not what Paul's talking about, right? How is it that we should relate to others in our lives who disagree with us? And uh, and I think the the important thing is one, uh, make up your own mind. <laughs> it sounds very simple. Um, but it is very biblical and a, a very biblical principle. If you know what you believe after studying and praying about the issue, it's easier to talk kindly with those who hold different viewpoints in you. Anger is often a, a mark of a person who has adopted a position without thinking it through carefully. Uh, let me say that again, that anger is often the manifestation of a position that somebody has without thinking it through carefully. And uh, and so this is a challenge for us that to study God's word, pray about it, ask for discernment when we are ha- when we have different viewpoints than others. Uh, and, and a good example of this, uh, can be for, uh, for myself in my, my own life. When I decided to go do my master's degree, I did it over in Jerusalem at Hebrew university over there. And I just finished four years at Bible college in Canada at a, at a fairly conservative Bible college. And my degree was in old Testament. Now, 
One of the things that I thought was also very key was to understand different perspectives. And so here I was studying my master's degree at for two years or three years at a Jewish university, so much so that uh, when I would be in a class and we'd be talking about the, the prophets, if I was in a class on Isaiah, uh, then then if you reference something in the New Testament, one of our professors, he would always just stop the class and say, if you want to go and talk about the New Testament, then you go to the comparative religions department. That is not the Hebrew Bible department. And so, um, but what it definitely did was give this picture of, of the other side and, and how a, a whole group of people, God's people, read scripture. And yes, it was very odd uh, at times where you are reading through Isaiah and and all of a sudden you're reading through Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 and and they're reading it like I can't wait till the Messiah comes and you're sitting there being like like how how do you guys not realize that Jesus has come right you know uh, but it gives you that that very good perspective on uh, on the other side my goal was is 4 years of bible college then go do a masters degree somewhere where i can get a, a different perspective on it and then come back and do my phd back where my roots are in uh, and my foundations uh, as far as bible and theology go so 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 I get this uh, idea of studying. Now, I think the key component that I also want to make is that it's studying God's word. We are in a world where it is very easy for us to read a book review about a book about the Bible, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. We create several degrees of separation from God's word when God has instilled the Holy Spirit in us. As, as Christ followers so that we can read scripture and and interpret scripture and and see where God is leading us don't get me wrong reading books are are great about scripture but but sometimes we distance ourselves so from far from God's word without ever opening up God's word uh, and and yet still believe that we are studying God's word that it can be a little dangerous so I say this with with everything is is you start with God's word and then you work your way out from there. Uh, there are some great historical documents from uh, New Testament times uh, that that shed light on the history and the context of Jesus's time that are not scripture but are very good for understanding the historicity of things and understanding history, uh, Josephus. And the writings of Josephus are a great example of this. Um, is it scripture? No. I start with scripture, and if I want to get more insight, then I can read some of the historical documents around that time in history. We're, we do the same way when, when we say, what do we feel about prayer? And it's easy for us to go on our old friend Google and type in, what do I think about prayer? And let Google tell me what I should think about prayer or point me to a, a website that will tell me what I should think about prayer, as opposed to just going into God's word and doing it. 
So, so the, the challenge for, and the principle behind really us moving forward with these ideas of, of disagreement or conflict is, is to understand that study God's word and pray about the issue uh, will allow us to talk easier with those who hold different viewpoints. And again, I can't stress, I can't stress this enough. That anger is often a mark of a person who has just adopted a position without thinking through it carefully. Uh, and, and nine times out of ten, that is the way that uh, it manifests itself. Uh, the other thing that we see is that we need to give others the same right uh, to do the same. Right? Allow people to also study scripture and, and pray about it. And, and have points of, points of view that may differ from yours. But our challenge is to engage with people, right? What's your tone towards someone who has a different opinion of you? How do you approach a fellow Christ follower who has a contrary view? And, and don't forget that opposite beliefs and behaviors can, can both show worth of Christ. And, and what I mean by that is the hills that we could die on or are willing to die on, right? Salvation is a hill that we are willing to die on. And and that is something that is very important. So yeah, engage full wholeheartedly in that in that topic. But most of the conversations that we discuss uh, in the detailed theological discussions, people are going to have multiple points of view. And does that mean that they are not Christ followers? Absolutely not. Um so, so to be able to give people that same right is very important. Uh, and, and I think the other thing, too, is, is to be able to connect with this, uh, connect with other people um, who have different opinions. It, it's often said in leadership circles that, that you do not want to have all the same type of people on your, your board. Uh, and, and churches often do this when I would go do consulting work for other churches. Often we would find on church boards, a group of all administrative people. And at the same time, administrative people are perfect for all the planning and keeping things organized. Uh, And, and yet we always need to find someone who has a heart for missions and, and those missions people, I can tell you right now from all of the historical context uh, of, of my experience that people who love missions do not like to be in board meetings. They want to be out pounding the pavement, out on the street, sharing the gospel and, and, and doing God's work. And for them to sit in a meeting means less time for them being out on the street sharing uh, who Jesus is. However, my experience, too, is also that many missions-minded people do not get all their ducks in a row before they, they jump into their, their next project, which is where administrative people come along, right? And, I, and I've seen it in boards where you get, and I'm just using this example because they're very diverse in this, is you get a very administrative-minded people with missions people, and the administrative people will plan and plan and plan and plan, and you need that missions person to say, hey, all right, we've done the planning. Let's let's do this. Let's execute this. Let's go out and, and hit the road and do this. Um, and 
and motivated them for that. Now, on the other side, you need those administrative people to come come alongside the missions-minded people who are and like, hey, like, have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? Like, we've got a lot of variables going on, <laughs> right? And so what I mean by uh, enlarging our circle of friends is it's important to understand that we need to surround ourselves with people who've got other giftings and who are able to also have other points of view. Uh, and, and, and it is a very uh, tough thing for us. I mean, putting this into practice. It's good to have these principles, Right. Um, and and I think the big thing in this is, uh, especially as we go forward in Romans, is saying, like, live so that no one can criticize your decisions, right? Which is saying live graciously, live, live with humility, with kindness, compassion, with love for others, with integrity, and trust in the midst of trials. Then when someone disagrees with you about a secondary issue, they will at least know that you love Jesus. And I think that's very important uh, for us, especially as we deal with conflict. First uh, Corinthians talks about this in, in chapter 8, verse 1. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds. You know, are we puffed up or are you building up? More than anything, accepting others requires tremendous humility towards each other. And... And so the challenge for this week is really going to be, as last week we kind of examined ourselves, or what are some of the issues that we really are willing to die on, the hills we're willing to die on, and are they really hills that we're willing to die on? But, uh, but as we look forward to this week, I think the challenge is to say, how do we move towards someone this week? How do we accept what someone else is saying or see where conflict has been and be able to agree to disagree. And I'm not talking about on salvation issues or, or something like that. I What I'm talking about is where's their conflict? I can tell you right now, we don't have to look too far. Just turn on any news channel <laughs> and we can probably find where we disagree with something or disagree with someone. And we're probably heading into a holiday of Thanksgiving where we will sit at the at the uh, Thanksgiving table and then someone in our family will get all the way through, almost all the way through Thanksgiving, and someone might bring up politics. And then it's a Thanksgiving everybody wants to forget as different viewpoints and different disagreeing. How are we able to move closer together? You know, and say, you are important to me, your your life matters, I care about you, and I'm going to make room for you, right? I, I can accept you and what you're saying. I may not agree with it, but I can agree, you know, I understand that you love Jesus, and, and I'm able to come alongside you in that. Uh, when we become confrontational, and the opposite of it is is not accepting people moving further away from them. And you're saying you're expendable. I can do whatever I can do without you. You mean nothing to me. And and being able to or and disagreeing with someone and taking that attitude is really just saying where they where they stand in your life. Are are they nothing to you? 
you shouldn't be sitting across a, a Thanksgiving table from someone saying, you know what, you're expendable to me. <laughs> you're the fact that you're sitting around a, a Thanksgiving table says that there's something there. Uh, and and I think that it's important for us to to look at this, whether it's dealing with family friction, um, uh, or or whether it's expanding our view of God and His world. It's very easy that we become nitpicky or argumentative over issues that don't really matter. Uh, it's it's like what uh, what we're not seeing, uh, or it's like that we're we're not seeing God as this great and global God who has control over everything, right? And 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 I think the sooner that we're able to expand our view of God and God being in control of of absolutely everything then the sooner we're able to actually realize that we can agree to disagree. I always say that there are going to probably be some surprised people in heaven when they see their neighbors are there and, and uh, they realize, oh, oh wait, you were uh, in this denomination and I didn't think that you were going to be in heaven because uh, I was in this one. <laughs> and, but it's true, right? Like we, we seem to isolate and, and write off salvation for a lot of issues that don't, um, aren't, aren't about salvation issues uh, and aren't hills that we should be willing to die on. But, uh, but I think it's, uh, I think it's important that we understand this going forward, especially as we gather around Thanksgiving tables, we gather around uh, with family and we start to head into that holiday season. It's going to be one of those things where, where we have the ability to show God's love, even as we disagree with one another. Uh, and, and so I hope that we're able to see this because next week we are talking about something equally as interesting, or at least I think is interesting, which is, uh, overcoming judgment, uh, being judgmental, uh, and, and, and really saying that if we want to stop judging, then we need to focus on the fundamentals and analyze our own attitudes and consider, uh, really the true coming judgment of, of Jesus Christ, uh, and we're going to be going through Romans 9 through 12. So we finished verses 1 through 8 uh, and the focus of that. Uh, and so uh, next week, Romans chapter 14, verses 9 through 12. And again, taking a look at at what it means for us to stop judging and focus on the fundamentals of, of who Christ is and realize that there are some things that we judge that we probably shouldn't for, Right. I know we all judge Pastor Cliff because he's a Denver Broncos fan. I mean, maybe that's reasonable, uh, but but there's other things in our lives that we are 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 probably judge people for that. You know, we're judging good Christ followers, and uh, and and it's causing a divide.